In today's show, I'm looking ahead to week 16 for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead. Week 16, we are nearing fantasy playoffs. We are in fantasy playoffs for some people. Um, And there's lots of weird stuff going on in the NBA as there always is. Once we head into the last portion of the season with about... Four or five weeks left in this regular season. Let's talk about how the games play out for the upcoming week. Um, 22 teams are playing four games this week. Eight teams are playing three games. So no wild five-game weeks, no wild two-game weeks at this stage. We've got the vast majority playing the four games. That means if your key players or your mid-range players are playing three, in a lot of cases, getting four-game guys who are worse are going to be better options, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But those eight teams that play three games, the Hawks, the Cavs, the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Blazers, the Pistons, the Celtics, and the 76ers, they all have three games for this week. It's not all doom and gloom, especially on the streaming front, because two of those teams, which we'll talk about in a second, have all three of their games on the low volume days. So when you add them off the waiver wire, you can actually utilize them because we've got a pretty a pretty heavy schedule on some of these days where there's just going to be no streaming available whatsoever. So let's talk about how all that looks. Nine games on Monday, maybe a stream day, maybe not. Six on Tuesday, we're definitely streaming then. 12 on Wednesday, absolutely no way. Four on Thursday, key streaming day. 11 on Friday, no streaming happening. Six on Saturday, and eight on Sunday, and we stream both those days. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are our focus streaming days. You could maybe include Monday in that as well, but I think we'll just stick to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. As the days were almost definitely, you will have an open roster spot. Now, you look at your own team and have a look at how it plays out. You might be able to slot in an extra bloke on uh, on the Monday. You might only have nine active players and have that extra position. So streaming on that day can be useful for you as well. The teams that have the best streaming schedule, the Phoenix Suns, they have three games. So three of their four games are on the low-volume days. I haven't, on this graphic, put the Lakers in, but three of their four games are on the low-volume days. And then the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics, they only play three games for the week, but all three of their games come on the low-volume days. On the flip side, Denver and Philadelphia play zero games on the low-volume days. Now, they do both play on Monday, so maybe you can stream guys in there, but otherwise they play on a 12-game Wednesday and an 11-game Friday. So your Monty Morrises, shit, even maybe your Aaron Gordon. Is he? Are you even going to use Aaron Gordon one game this week? Maybe not. Um, Faku Compazzo in deeper leagues. Will Barton and probably still hold him. Philadelphia, Seth Curry, uh, Shake Milton, those guys. Uh, my um, Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Is Danny Green going to be useful for you this week? These are the decisions, and Green's been awesome. But if you use him zero times this week, is it worth holding on? That's what you got to think about in the playoffs. Have a look at where Philadelphia plays on those three days. On Monday, if you've got eleven active blokes and Danny Green is your eleventh active guy. 
then he won't play Wednesday or Friday either. That means you get zero games this week. Yeah, and that's going to be the same thing with Aaron Gordon too in Denver, who are guys that you could say they're marginal back end 12. Green's been better than Gordon, clearly. Um, but you could say they're you know, marginal 12-team league guys. But if you play them zero times this week, then they're not 12-team league guys. I'd rather use a player from, let's say, the Pelicans, James Johnson, because at least I know there's at least one game in there where he's going to be in my active roster and I can play him. So these are the tougher decisions that need to be made when you get down to fantasy playoffs. Looking at back-to-backs, 25 teams have at least one back-to-back this week. Seven of them have two back-to-backs. The Bulls, the Spurs, the Heat, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, and the Pacers have two back-to-backs this week. I'm really interested in the Jazz. They played Mike Conley on the back-to-back last time, but with two back-to-backs coming up this week, I think there's a decent chance he sits at least one of those. Maybe he sits two of those. We don't know. Now, the Jazz have uh, four games in total this week. That could maybe mean two games for Conley. It could maybe mean three games, just depending on which games they sit him out. That's going to be a key. The Thunder, with the return of guys like Darius Baisley from injury, maybe Shea Gildas-Alexander comes back, but will they play back-to-backs? Victor Oladipo is out in Miami anyway, but he wouldn't play the back-to-backs. I don't expect Popovich to do anything in San Antonio, but you never know. The Bulls should be fine. The Grizzlies should be fine. The Pacers, well, Brogdon and Sabonis and Turner have been banged up, especially Turner, who's still dealing with that ankle problem. So maybe he's uh, had an issue with those back-to-backs as well. In terms of streaming, we don't really have any actual back-to-back streaming to do this week because the you know, the only back-to-back that includes two quality days is Saturday-Sunday, and no team has a back-to-back across that weekend. But we look at pseudo back-to-back. So who can you add on a Tuesday, who then you can play on the Thursday, given that there's 12 games on Wednesday and you can't use your waiver wire on that day anyway? So Phoenix, the Lakers, the Hawks, and the Celtics, they play Tuesday, and they go through and play again on Thursday. And the Suns and the Lakers, and the Celtics all play again on the Saturday. So you add a Phoenix guy, you add a Lakers guy, you add a Boston guy on Tuesday, you get three games for one acquisition. So we're talking. Are we, here we are. We're talking. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. We're talking Jay Crowder. We're talking Dario Saric, maybe. Cameron Payne, maybe. Cameron Johnson, maybe. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell if he was dropped, which is absolutely fine to drop him. Um, who else on that? Taylor Horton-Tucker, perhaps, for the Celtics. Evan Fournier won't be back for the start of the week, so he's not going to be that key option for you there. Tristan Thompson, perhaps. There's not that many great stream options on the Celtics because your Kembers and Smarts and Jalens and Jasons and Rob Williams, they're already, already, they're already rostered. And then you don't want Shemi Ojale or Grant Williams, and maybe it's yeah, maybe it's Peyton Pritchard. Probably isn't. Um, so not not the greatest scenario there. The Thursday Saturday combination, apart from Phoenix, the Lakers, and the Celtics, the Warriors are in there with that combination. The Cavs are in there, and the Bucks. And um, yeah, the Cavs. You, it might be Dean Wade time. It might be Isaiah Hartenstein. It might be the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. The Bucks could decide to rest everybody. So maybe Bobby Portis is in there. Maybe Jordan Nwora, a guy that's put up really big numbers in those games where they've rested everybody. The Warriors. Um, James Wiseman becomes an option for you there. Kent Bazemore is getting 20 plus minutes at the moment. Maybe he's an option as well. And as I said, on the Saturday Sunday, we don't have any teams playing that back to back. We front and back load the week. Um, for the first four days, so Monday through Thursday, the Suns, the Warriors, the Kings, and the Lakers, they play three games. So they get their games out of the way really early on, while Portland and Detroit only have one game to begin the week. 
interestingly, at the back end of the week, everybody, apart from Denver and Philadelphia, this is from Thursday through to Sunday, everybody plays only two games, and the Nuggets and the Sixers play only one game in the last four days of the week. Again, do with that what you will. We talked about Denver and Philadelphia having pretty shitty schedules with no quality days, but they have one game in the last four days of the week. So when you're looking to stream blokes in on Saturday or on Sunday, yeah, the value in these guys, there's just going to be nothing there at the end of the week. So maybe maybe you hold on to Aaron Gordon and Danny Green for Monday, but then when Wednesday and Friday come around, there's just no point. They're just not going to play most likely, and you can move on and get someone else in. In a lot of cases, that's not saying that they're automatic drops, but it is something that you should at least be um, you should at least be paying attention to. We look at players to add for weekly leagues who I think can be useful to start this week. Um, Mobamba. One, two, three, four, five. We know he's a permanent monster. Minutes is somehow being split with Wendell Carter Jr. So you add him and we see where it goes. Cody Zeller getting 20 plus minutes off the bench in Charlotte as the only center outside of PJ Washington Jr. He's worth looking at. Marcus Morris Sr. can be a stream for weekly leagues this week. And Grayson Allen, I think, is a 12-team league guy anyway, but four games for the Grizzlies. I like him for this week. While we're looking at players who can be sat down, Bob Portis, only three games there. Ennis Cantor and Yusuf Nurkic is going to start most of those. Kevin Love with only three games, including a back-to-back, so maybe only two. And then Mike Conley with the two back-to-backs potentially missing for the week. Uh, he is a risk to start this week. For points leagues, we're adding Bumba. We're adding the McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels and Jalen McDaniels. They should be rostered. Cody Zeller, also another option for points leagues there. And players to sit a lot of the same names. Love, Cantor, Conley, and Brooke Lopez with only three games. He's not really a 12-team must-roster points league guy anyway, but you're definitely sitting him this week with only the three games. Um, players who could return from injury this week. Now, maybe not, but Anthony Davis, there is a chance he returns at some point later this week. Just be aware of that. DeAndre Hunter also should be getting his return maybe towards the end of the week. Ivan Fournier, midweek from the health and safety protocols. That We hope that's the return for him. And Daniel House Jr. Not that we're adding House, but maybe that has an impact on Kali Olenek or the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate there in Houston. He should return this week. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Give me a little ring on my ding a ling bell there. Leave a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.